Yeah, he does. Liar. And we are live. So, hey, all you crazy sci-fi and fantasy fans, it's time for your daily dose of shenanigans over here at the Blasters and Blades podcast. Just three nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions and fantastical fantasies. A place where magic is king, the sky is the limit, and space is the place. And as usual, we have our quarterly proof of life. Nick Garber is real. Uh, and he's alive. Not any, um, life model decoy. I mean, you know, the... Department of uh, whatever you work for that we won't talk about has kept you so busy that maybe maybe you are a life life decoy. I don't know. That sounded funnier in my head. Save us from ourselves. So, uh, oh, I could have. I, I missed an opportunity. I, I failed you yet again. I'm sorry. That's okay. So, so today is Veterans Day, 2021. <laughs> so we wanted to come on or or Armistice Day for you uh, Brits or Remembrance Day for everyone else. Uh, so we wanted to come on and have a little chat with everyone. So. Um, we're going to start with uh, a little bit of testimonial about the Mission 22 and then talk whatever Doc wants to talk about. She's running the shindig. You're all in trouble now. Uh, but first, can I, I know you gave me admin rights to the stream. What? I know. I might regret that. She's going to kick me off my own podcast. But uh, first, we'll start with, with you, Nick. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself for people that might have missed the shows? Okay. So, Who you uh, are and where'd you serve? Well, sort of thing? <laughs> I'll give them the once around the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my name is Nick Garber or Nicholas R. Garber, if we're being formal. I'm a uh, veteran of the United States Army, uh, 2nd Ranger Battalion, 75th Ranger Regiment, Rangers Lead the Way, um, previous door kicker and body stacker. Um, right now I draw comic books and I work for the Department of Homeland Security, but I really want to focus on the fact that I draw really kick-ass comic books. So that's who I am as a person. And this is my wife, uh, Mr. Stabby Stabby. Mistress Stabby Stabby. You just made her a man. Mistress? You know, somebody in this house to have, has to have a dick, so. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. So she is she is Miss Stabby, his, uh, his, his boss, clearly, uh, and the man in that relationship. But we don't judge. It's 2021, and all things are possible through science. And my uh, pronouns are Z, Zar, Z, Zim, and Dragon. <laughs> All right. All right. What about you, Doc? What am I? What? <laughs> Sorry, I was distracted. I have all these cool little question, Doc. She's she's overwhelmed with the power wall. You understand you're there. <laughs> oh, who are you? Where did you serve? You know, introduce yourself. Oh, That's your yeah, style. well, okay. So I am Seska Small. I served in the army out of Fort Bliss. Uh, I didn't really do anything too much too cool, um, but I was an army medic, so I got that whirling for me. And uh, and I was also the command, the brigade command team bitch. I got to do a lot of special projects. <laughs> so when in doubt, they handed it to me, and it always got done. So I guess I kind of screwed myself over with that. <laughs> Yep, yep, you did. All right, what about you? I'm not touching that one. Walt, how about yourself? Yeah, but you didn't announce yourself first. I should go last. Okay, fine. Uh, so, Jared Hanley, former infantry sergeant of Lady Lives Matter, and twice a combat veteran of the late wars in Mesopotamia. And I didn't do anything cool, no whiz bang schools. I just walked a lot. And that's enough. Enough, pig. That'll do. <laughs> she's, she's found the banners button. <laughs> We're in trouble, Nick. Oh, I don't even have access. You should consider yourself ordained. 
All right, now now Walt gets to tell us about himself. Next long walks on Panama beaches and. Hi, I'm Walt, and when uh, uh, when I was in the army, I used to bake muffins. I believe it. Steven Skull was a cook, so you know it's it's possible. Walt was part of the Goon Squad and the Spicy Boys. Uh, yeah, me and Andre the Giant. I believe that too. So he's modest. He he too was a leg. He did nothing cool, but he walked a lot. Mm-hmm. Can you Which say is... it for me one time for the people in the back? Leg lives matter. No, no. You no, see, no. I, I'm contractually <laughs> obligated. I'm contractually obligated to uh, fight against those statements, uh, and that knocking you hear uh, uh, on the windows outside are the people I've sent to talk to you about such statements. <laughs> Why is there a panel van out front? What does that mean? Very upset. Uh, all right, so. First, uh, before we, we start the shenanigans, as usual, when Nick is involved, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Mission 22. So, Walt, since you um, have done this podcast before over on the Galaxy's Edge podcast, can you tell us a little bit about what that is? So, Mission 22 is an organization, a charitable organization that um, uh, uh, is trying to raise funds and awareness for veteran suicide. Um a lot of uh, lifestyle changes occur when you come back from a combat zone. Uh, and a lot of times uh, the military and its ultimate wisdom don't always have the foresight <laughs> to kind of, uh, uh, you know, kind of ease people back into it. We saw this with World War II and, and shell shock, uh, battle fatigue. We saw it in Vietnam with, um, uh, you know, like um, shell uh, combat stress you know and now um now with post-traumatic stress disorder um uh combat stress disorder i mean there's there's multiple names for it but um you know it, re- it really starts when um we give it the room to grow and you know you might you might be trying to you might have that veteran that's trying to um reacclimate the society and you're trying to give them a little space but at the same time you know giving that person space might not be the best option for uh, what they need at the time even if they tell you otherwise so um mission 22 tries to raise awareness and the 22 in the mission 22 name refers to um on average uh several years ago um it was 22 veterans a day who were taking their own lives um as uh uh, you know uh because they uh they could not cope with what they were coming home to um for some it was it was uh the stress of uh not having such stress weighing down on them for others it was the lack of discipline and control that the military exerts uh you know there were as many reasons as there were um ways that that uh people found to find a permanent solution to what could have been a temporary problem but uh yeah so um mission 22 tries to bring veterans together and kind of uh find different ways to deal with this with this stress and in doing so um, galaxy's edge for the last few years jason onspock and nick cole the authors of galaxy's edge have been very generous with their time with their products um, and with uh, their creativity to try and raise money for mission 22 so that uh, uh, this particular really good uh, 
uh, really good charity can find those veterans who are most vulnerable and susceptible to, uh, you know, the negativity that's trying to creep into their soul and then stomp it out so they can uh, go forth and show the world why a, um, a warrior culture merges well with uh, a philosophical one to kind of balance out a country and make it a better place versus just letting them stew in their own juices. Yeah. And, and the number, cause I just looked it up was it's now it's only crept down to 20. So yeah, on yeah. average, and that's a, these are all rough estimates guys in the audience who don't necessarily understand biostatistics, which is confusing. So don't try to understand it, but, um, but that's a lot. And there's a lot yeah. of stuff with it that, in particular, you know, we had COVID. We let's all look at it in the room, and um, that was really hard for a lot of the veterans I know. Yeah. So particular for me in the beginning of COVID, you know, because I didn't have this one sitting right next to me for most of it. So half of it, yeah. You know, I I drank a lot. I, you know, I had fits of depression and and things like that. You know, because when you're left alone with your thoughts, I mean, for some reason, the human brain just likes to go negative real quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's also call a spade a spade. As soldiers, we're all taught to have certain habits and we're, well, suck it up. But also just like we're taught to have certain habits, like get up, go to PT, do work. Um, And so the disruption to that habits that was everything COVID didn't help anybody coping with those kind of issues yeah. either. Yeah. No, I, I, I probably did what three months. Well, I mean, it was before you, but like in about three months from when COVID started and I was in isolation and I couldn't go out, I couldn't do any things that I enjoy about one of the most beautiful cities in America, San Diego. You know, I was stuck at home cause everything was closed. But um, about the third month in, I was like, I need to do something. And a friend of mine, was like, hey, man, I'm a personal fitness coach. And I'm like, oh, shit, I haven't done PT in like a year and a half. So let's do this. Um, yeah, we saw some of those that. pictures. Those those legs were giving off epic levels of light. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, I am an Irish <laughs> As our listeners know, I, I do not tan. I burst into red. And it doesn't darken <laughs> after that. I just, I, I'm either red or white. There's, there's. See, my mom always told me it was because my Hispanic heritage that I did that. So I I, I suffer from that as well. When I went to boot camp, when you do the little card where they fill out your bios for the drill sergeants so they can pretend they care about you. And I was starting to write the, you know, the Caucasian male, my drill sergeant, big, tall, black eye, dark as the night. And he's like, no, you're the founding father of the bleach people. Put that. I'm like, okay. Uh, mine told me that I had to go put on the the marshmallow PTs because I was blinding them. No, I used to tan until I spent four years in the Pacific Northwest where there's zero sun. No, 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 no. Like, you oh, just right, cool, tan, not that you... <laughs> so... But so... But one of the one of the reasons that we decided to do this, aside from it being a good charity, is uh, like many veterans, we were most of us have been touched by that uh, friends that ended it themselves. I know um, of the ones the the of the nine people that were on my fire team. And I know that's not a normal, but because we were doing convoys, of the nine people that were on my fire team, 
four of us came home and of those four, I'm the last one because they chose the, the quick solution instead of the longer process. Uh, I got really, really oh. lucky. I happened to have a, a college mm -hmm. professor that uh, worked with the Hampton VA that did a writing as therapy class and, and gave me something to occupy the mind, but not everyone's VA is the same and not everyone has the support I had. And yeah, so for me, it's just hard because they left kids behind, you know? And so it's, if we yeah, can stop yeah. anybody else from suffering like that, that's a good Well, thing. and the problems aren't just with the lower rank or the higher rank. I, a couple of years ago, I found out an NCO I knew um, decided a permanent solution was the solution, unfortunately. And um, so it's really just because, and I think one of the things I've also heard people go, well, you didn't have to deal with. No, it's not a you didn't have to deal with. We don't know where people's limits are. It's a, we all had to deal with something. So, yeah. but, um, so, oh, great. JR put up the, the uh, website and the website has, what does the website have on it, Walt? It, it lets you, well, the Mission 22 website. It's a different website, yeah. That's actually the actual organization. I know some people feel some kind of way about donating to charities they can't vet because a lot of us have been screwed by various charitable organizations that ended up being less so. So if you want to do your research, but one of the reasons we had Walt here and I have the GE banner along with Mission 22 is because this year, like every year, on the, if you go to the Galaxy's Edge website, you can actually, there are certain purchases you can buy where you get actual neat merch from you know, the sci-fi properties you, you know and love. Um, here, let me share this. There we go. Um, where you actually, the money, the profits are going completely to 100% of the profits, and some of them are less than, but significant portions of the profits for the month of November go towards Mission 22. I know last year we raised as a community 11000 and the goal is this year to see if we could double that. Um, and so you get some T-shirts where the money goes to, to charity. <laughs> Some wristbands, um, some art that's signed posters, maps from Forgotten Ruin. Uh, there's a link on their website, or if it's not there, they're working on it, where you can donate directly through Galaxy's Edge. Everyone that donates through the Galaxy's Edge, um, there is a uh, RC Brave version of The Martian on CD unwrapped still oh, that, look, I, uh, mm -hmm. that I had. And so if, uh, if that's something you want, there will be some prizes given out throughout the month. Uh, as well, and it lets them um, sort of see that that people care, and the money goes for a good cause. So, uh, is there anything else they're doing, Walt, for besides the discounts that you're showing? Well, a lot of these will go to directly to the charity. Uh, so there's that, and then um, in the Discord. Um, so uh, we have our own um, Galaxy's Edge has worked with Blood Eagle Knives to have our own line of custom steel um galaxy's edge version and uh he is currently making a uh, a wicked wicked blade that um one of the members of the uh the dark ops community um uh omachi he is going to be um he's going to be uh raffling that off and then um uh, all that money is going to go directly to mission 22 so he bought the knife adam's going to make it and then once it's ready to go, we're going to put it up on the website and we're going to, we're going to auction it off and hopefully we'll get it nice and high. And then the winner will get that awesome blade. And then uh, mission 22, will get some of that, some of that money. So yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. 
behind the scenes uh, in regards to this. So it's really cool that uh, that that this community is so connected. I mean, even in the Discord, uh, the Galaxy's Edge Discord, they uh, they have an entire section for uh, helping people out if you're having a, if you're having a hard time. You know, so if you so, need to go to the squad support bay inside of the uh, the Discord, um, there's always people hanging around. So if you know, if you're looking if, if you're looking down the road and you can't see where the road le is leading you, and, and you think that that's it, you know, we have guys that hopefully can can turn you back to your starting point and help you find the way forward. Because uh, you know, we're we're pretty passionate about this. We we don't want any more guys who shed mud and blood somewhere else in regards to the flag we don't want them to go down so um yeah the, the fact that the guys in the discord do that is just absolutely awesome so uh, we've got a, a comment from sam point who's uh one of our australian veterans and listeners he said he's part of the disaster relief australia which is part of team rubicon australia they uh, uh instigated at the start of the COVID lockdowns a ring around rosters uh of veterans and veteran members every couple of days to chat uh, chew the fat, which is an expression I hadn't heard before, and do exercises via Microsoft Teams. Still uh, trying to keep each other active and encourage each other because it's mostly the sense of community that's gone when you get out that, that hurts the most for people. Because, um, oh, yeah. like, when you live in the barracks, if you wake up at three in the morning because you can't sleep, you know, it's not there uncommon. There is somebody if awake, even if or it's you just, just that annoying NCO on 24 hour duty. Or you just kick your buddy's rack and wake his ass up, and then you, you know. See, I didn't live in that barracks. No, I was a senior specialist. I had my own room. <laughs> I had my own room. <laughs> a senior specialist. Yeah, all that was like three days over the other guy who had. The That's team. what we call somebody who's been demoted to specialist. <laughs> so, how many times were you demoted to specialist, there, uh, Ranger Nick? Hey, you know what? I'm not going to go into specifics, but I'm going to quote a famous NCO of mine, and he said, "You're not a true NCO until you've every rank twice." Okay. Well, I guess I get bonus yeah, points because well, I was triple three times. Well, except for Walt. Walt doesn't drink, so I'm drinking for him. So thank you. <laughs> Are you his drink. stunt liver? I'm sorry. Are you his stunt liver? He is my I, stunt liver. Yes. I have always. I have. Said, God, Walt. How long have we known each other? Years now. Five. God, it's got to be like seven, eight years now, bro. Seven, eight years. Yeah. yeah. One day I'll make the trip to Rhode Island, and uh, we'll we'll have a party jam. Yeah, dude, dude best food in the country over here. So bring it. You have snow up there. No, thank you. <laughs> she doesn't like snow, but I like snow. I'll bring heavy coats. Yeah, I kid you not. Okay, I am from the south, and I spent my first eight years in the Middle East. Snow shut everything down. Yeah, I, just rumors of snow will shut it down. I went. My my boot started on November thirtieth. Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Uh, oh no. Uh, so we're still in red phase. And my NCO comes in, my my drill surgeon comes in and he goes, Small, I'm looking out the window. And I guess I looked absolutely terrified to a new level. I mean, it's red phase. You're supposed to be terrified, but I guess I looked particularly terrified because he came up to me and he goes, Small, what's wrong? Because and I looked at him and all the first words out of my mouth were drill surgeon, you have to go home. They're going to close posts, they're snowing. Because I had this image of them all being stuck with us overnight. Yeah, that would suck. And, uh, and so, he goes, "They, we can drive in snow." And I went, "And I." What is this magical thing you're speaking of? 
Sam went on to say that uh, as veterans uh, across the globe, they sometimes allow their mates from U the USA and Europe to join their chats uh, when times were requiring it. So there's there's communities out there, and it doesn't necessarily have to be tied to your flag. Veterans. Nathan Pat is it. trying to torture me. It's not going to snow tomorrow. It's 75 degrees in Georgia tomorrow, Nathan. This is what He's he Canadian, said. Eh? This is what he posted. So so that is mission 22. Uh, it's a good thing. If you want to be more involved when this goes up officially on the podcast platform and on YouTube, we'll have this link available. Uh, we'll have everybody here's link, um, the Discord link, specifically because it's got that um, that squad support bay uh, available. But uh, all right, Doc, I understand now that we've spent a little bit of time talking about the important business, you had stuff you wanted to talk about and a thing planned. Well, I mean, it's Veterans Day, and I got to thinking about it. Actually, a, one of, a colonel I used to work for, Colonel Swift, if he's listening, I don't understand why you'd be listening. But oh, um, I'll find him and send him the link. Okay, you can do that. Um, <laughs> but today he posted something great, and it reminded me, and he goes, Veterans Day is for family, whether that is your blood family or your fit service family. You know, the brothers and sisters who we all served with to Veterans Day is about family. So what do vets do better than anything other than make a mess? Drink. 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 So, and then well, drink some more. And we said all <laughs> the too. That's but typically, thing. every well, veteran maybe. story starts with one phrase. No shit, there I was. No shit, there I was. So that's what this is. It's the no shit, there I was. We're going to... Fandom is great. I love fandom. We all know this because of all the cons I do. And uh, but now it's time for family, and we're gonna have a family roundtable of no shit. There I was. Oh no! I think it should be funny stories. We should theme it. Well, that's fine. It is themed. It's Veterans like, Day. Categories. Um, family. Nathan but... Ped wants to know if any of your stories involve maple oh. syrup or poutine. Uh, yeah, is that actually, a derogatory word for lady parts or something? <laughs> no, it is not. Oh my god, if you don't know what poutine is, you're missing out, my friend. It's amazing. It's like french gravy, fries, and gravy and cheese, cheese curds, and french fries. Oh, that sounds like heresy. Why would you ruin good french fries? Okay, so you do you want a poutine story? Sure, he does. Give us a poutine not story from Canadian story, veterans. A drunk ranger story. Are there any other kinds of ranger stories? Yeah, there's sober and angry and ran out of dip and coffee three days ago stories, but that's not. I don't know. My, mo my mom, when I was in the service, bribed every ranger she found to not date me. Oh wait a minute, were you, were you a rangerette? No, I was not. Oh, okay. No, no, no. My <laughs> mom. Funny. My mom found my mom when after I was oh, in. Oh, oh shit, we're so sorry. My, my mom was doing a. Um, my mom was running a Warhammer tournament for Toys for Tots. And this group of rangers who had just come back from deployment showed up. And my they let them play. And my mom gave them a table full of terrain. And my mom makes amazing terrain created with dental plaster and everything. And at the end of it, they go, well, is there anything? She insisted they take it home, a table full of terrain home. This is 
like $500 worth of terrain. And they, she goes, is there anything we can do? And she goes, no, nothing. She goes, wait, no. If you meet my daughter, specialist small, don't date her. <laughs> That's epic. That's my mother for you. No, we've been telling Junior that for months. What? Don't date? Don't date Siska. Why would your that would be illegal? How would it be illegal? You guys aren't wait, genetically wait. related. Oh, you're talking this one. I thought you were talking about your stepson. No, he's not. He said junior. junior, he meant JR. <laughs> no, JR's not dating me. That would be gross. Ouch. All right, so you and JR, do you need some aloe vera for that nuke? I just landed. <laughs> Nuke it for Mormon. It was the only way to be sure. So, so since we had some Canadian love in the chat, I, I understand you have a funny Cana uh, Canada story when you invaded their land. Uh, you do? For winter training. No, no, Walt <sighs> did. He's telling us about his winter oh. training. It's a funny oh, I'm story. Sure he, I'm sure. No, Walt, no, did you invade Daddy Canada? Walt, not Grandpa Walt. He's not a grandpa. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I, I well, he probably did an airfield seizure or two in the same place as I did. So we did um, uh, winter That's warfare school that. in Petawawa, Canada, Oof. and uh, yeah, yep, yeah, we, we got go. off the we got off the plane and it was 19 below zero Fahrenheit, and we were like, "Yeah, this is gonna suck balls." The shit that makes your bones hurt. So, um, <laughs> so. Um, you know, you're getting your, your pre-jump briefing from the Canadian jump masters because we were going to jump with them to get their wings. And, uh, you know, they, they were telling us all the funny stuff like just make sure you do a PLF at the end of it. Um, when you jump out of the Herc, which is what they yeah, which is what they called the C-130 Hercules. They were like, you know, the Americans like to slap the outside of the aircraft and then jump forward. Don't do that. Just fall out the door. And we're like. And then, and, and then they were like, yeah, we don't use a safety either next to the door. So you just got to fling the static line and hope it gets away from you. And I'm like, this is, this is really going to suck. I think I had had like 10, 10 jumps at the time. Oh, baby airborne. Yeah, it was baby airborne. So I broke then, my leg on jump number nine. So I'm just like, okay, this is, this is going to suck. But, you know, because they were like, look, if you put your hands on the outside of the aircraft, it's negative 40 below up there. Uh, your fingers are going to stay with the aircraft and you're going to leave. So we were like, oh, my God, why are we doing this? So okay. then, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm a small dude with a big personality. So it's like, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm five, five, you know, five, six, if I have really big boots. Yeah, but right? you're a so, large caliber man. Walt. Yes, I am a large caliber man. So <clears throat> when uh, we get out of the plane, I'm like, all right, this ain't so bad. I got this covered. We're, we're cool. We're cool. And I hit and I, and you know, my boss is like right in front of me and he hits and does a textbook, perfect PLF and a lot of, a lot of easy snow. And I'm like, oh, all right, this ain't going to suck. I hit the, I hit the ground and I'm up to my chest in snow. He turns around at me. He goes, motherfucker, you better fake a PLF. I'm trying to like throw myself <laughs> over. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I was like a weeble. I couldn't fall down. And, you know, like, there's too much snow. I can't, I can't do it. So then they all, you know, my squad comes around me and they're all like, you know, what's going to be funnier than that landing? You crawling out of there. Let's see this. I'm like, this. I had to dig myself out with my snowshoes. Oh God. It sucked. Oh God. Is that the story you were hoping for? Or are you talking about the alcohol story? 
No, no, that was the no, one I was hoping for. We actually uh, – That's a good one. We'll, we'll leave it. That's perfect. But, I mean, if there's an alcohol story <laughs> – so I haven't heard the other one. Here we so go. we get to, we get to um, we get off the plane and the senior master corporal, which is kind of like our E sevens, he comes out, he loads us onto the bus, you know, and he's, we're just small talking with him and stuff like that. He he was pretty cool. Uh, Canadian paras were definitely pretty cool. And he, you know, we get inside this little Quonset hut little thing. Uh, like I said, it's twenty below zero. He's like, all right, we're gonna take it easy tonight. He goes, but we need to have a briefing. So we get all the guys together, and he's like, all right, men. Here's the deal. He goes, you have to pay, pay very strict attention about what I'm going to say because it is crucial to your survival of the Winter Warfare School at Petawatawa, Canada, Canada, and also in working with joint operations with the Canadian military. He says, on Tuesday, we do not drink. He goes, now, on Wednesday, right? <laughs> he's like he's like on wednesday it's almost friday so we drank on thursday it's almost friday we drank on friday it's friday so we drank on saturday it's the weekend we drink on sunday we're depressed that the weekend's almost over we drink on monday we're depressed that we have to start the work week so we drink and on tuesday we rest any questions so i like raised my hand and i'm like excuse me senior master corporal um i um i don't drink he goes give that motherfucker the keys <laughs> so yeah they were funny they were that was that was the canadian safety briefing i, I like it i mean i got yelled at by my first sergeant for saying if you went in doubt you have to ask don't do it yep this felt was, more more appropriate a bunch of bunch of soldiers sitting around ranger tv as the fires burned <laughs> <laughs> all right we actually, gosh, Elvis. So I, I actually technically invaded Canada. I was doing a, a live fire exercise out of a uh, uh, Fort Nathaniel Green in uh, Vermont, and the I don't know if you guys remember the old overhead projectors. You got to do it inverted and backwards. So when it goes on the screen, it's correct side up. Yeah, he didn't do yes. that. So he made xeroxes of the form wrong. So what was up was down, and left was right, and all that. And so our live fire exercise for our uh, striker conversion course was because uh, they were converting a bunch of uh, people that were coming back to the infantry or people that were converting from other MLSs. And uh, we ended up technically crossing the border and getting stopped by the uh, Canadian Mounties. I was very disappointed they were not wearing red coats, by the way. Shame they on were. them. Shame on them. Oh, true story. The the Mounties up there are complete dickheads. Like, I don't know. The most Jim. brutal cops. Like... <laughs> American. I was like, I have rights. They're like, no, you don't, Abe, but sorry. I, I don't know about that. I, I've only from. ever met one, and it was Jamie Ibsen, and he was really nice, And but he never wore a red coat either, so maybe he wasn't really a I don't know. Jamie, you got to answer. The red coats are coming. Yeah, I, I actually was very <laughs> disappointed that, uh, that they weren't wearing the red coat. I, I felt like that's a central requirement, and the hat and like the moves, the one yard. I would love for my nine-year-old to see it because I've been telling him, I tell him bad things to do. Like if he sees a red coat, he needs to run screaming away. The red coats are coming. That would be yeah. hilarious though. I also so. tell him if you see somebody who identifies as a seal, he needs to start making seal noises. So I mean, bring him, he says bring him also about right. We have the seals training next door. Yeah. The seal pups. 
they're playing they're playing their music too loud today and these guys aren't they don't have their budweiser badge yet they're they're not even halfway through so they're playing their music too loud i'm like hey you guys aren't even seals right. yet shut your down <laughs> Recreation <laughs> night in the school of infantry. It was the most easy thing I'd ever heard. Good to know. So, so uh, before we hide Walt forever, the uh, standpoint says recreation night at the school of infantry in Singleton Barracks, Australia, consists of running old training videos upside down and backwards. But hell, we're a commonwealth like the Canucks. So, what do they know? <laughs> standpoint is an awesome fella. I think we won. He likes to send me videos of Australia trying to kill you. Like, that's fun for him. I want to like, meet look a at the snake. It's going to eat you. Everything in Australia wants to kill you. Some of it's just well, I want a huntsman spider. I want to get it a leash and a collar, and I want to name it Daisy, and I want it around the house. I will burn down the house. So, I, I got to say, so the Australian stab your spider the while she's at it. She'll stab me with the spider. So this is an important question for the Rangers among us. So the Australians lost the war with the Emu. Could the Rangers beat them? Yes. <laughs> I love how Walt's Walt's looking at quite look like, why is this a question? Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing you need to know about a Ranger mentality. We could be faced up with insurmountable odds, knowing death is imminent, and that's how we all want to go as a little baby Ranger. Hey, that's hey, hey grown Rangers. Nick Reed. Read the screen, Nick. What? Re what? So where do I ship the Huntsman spider eggs? I'll send you a DM. I will burn down this house. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like my house. And it's connected to the neighbor's house. So everybody's just screwed. So we all die. I don't care. But he'll have his Huntsman spiders. <laughs> Walt, do you want some of that action? No, no? Okay. <laughs> now, sitting uh, behind me and then a few feet away from me are a 55 and 70 pound uh, fuzzy chainsaw. I love Perfect. the fuzzy chainsaws in Murder Dog. Mm -hmm. So I do not need a huntsman spider. If you didn't know, though, his Murder and, Dog wait, is wait, actually wait, famous wait. internationally. So are you saying, Walt, that you are not compensating for anything like Nick? What do you mean? Because you don't need a huntsman spider. No, because the last spider I that got in the house. One. I said I wanted one. There's a yeah. The last spider that got in the house, the cat was running away. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then I round the corner and the dog is on top of the refrigerator. And I'm like, what are you doing? And, you know, he's just looking at me like, what? This is totally natural. <laughs> so. Belgian Malinois horror stories. I, I love your dog. dog. He's fun. dog is internationally famous. He's, he's in a well, book if you want too. a dog that keeps you in shape, the, the Malawi is definitely that dude. <laughs> they are firm. I don't want a dog that keeps me in shape. I want a dog that's going to parent my son. <laughs> I want to see uh, Malinois versus Viking. Uh, Malinois versus what? Viking. Siska's kid. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh... If you need to, I mean, you know, just send the kid over here. Uh, I'll let him. I'll let him help train the dog. You, you got to take video, Walt. It's just, it's uh, what do you call? It? I'll even feed him breakfast. Put him out in the oh. put him out in the front yard. We'll put the bite sleeve on him, and then uh, we'll let nature take its course. There you go. 
There could be only one. Nature is beautiful. Nature is beautiful. Only the strong will survive. Yes. Someone's get <laughs> someone's get pumped. I'm just saying, but probably Malmo. <laughs> That's really funny. Okay. So, Nick, tell a no shit there I was story. Dance monkey. You about the time I uh, snuck in Poland. Sure. Okay. No shit there I was. <laughs> so I'm with the California National Guard this time. I decided active duty was just too stringent on my uh, lifestyle, which was. Mostly because of my ex-wife. Thank God she's an ex. Because I would have still been active duty and finished my 20. However, comma, I did find some certain avenues of success in the California National Guard. One of which brought me to a two-week mission in Ukraine. And they needed a platoon leader. And since I was already an XO, they're like, hey, you want to do this two weeks in Ukraine? I'm like, I haven't been to the Eastern Bloc. Fuck it. Let's do this. So I end up in... Lviv, Ukraine. It's a beautiful place. I've never been. Rich with history, great architecture, amazing strip clubs. Um, <laughs> and, and the beer flowed like wine and the vodka flowed even heavier. Um, and everything was cheap, which is great for a soldier. Um, so I get in good with the Polish Grom, which is their special forces. Um because I was teaching in a class. I had a couple of Grom dudes there. And they're like, hey, so you were enlisted but became officer? Who's your dad? I'm, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Because apparently in Poland, the only way you can go from grunt to officer is if your dad's connected politically. I'm like, my my dad was a SEAL. I don't, I don't know if that helps, but he was a construction worker. I, I don't – What? They were like, well, how did you do this? And I'm like, I applied. There was an opening. I showed up. <laughs> they're like, okay, cool. So he's like, hey, after training, I really enjoyed your class. So after training, why don't we uh, want to go for some drinks? And I'm like, oh, you want to go to the G-Bard on post, which was sanctioned? They're like, no, no, we have a special place, which should have been my first place. <laughs> But as an airborne ranger, we don't recognize red flags. We dive headfirst into them saying Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> so they're like, I'm like, all right, cool. Name, name, name the event, name the distance, name the place. And he's like, all right, uh, outside the post, 1800, we come pick you up. I'm like, okay. I'm like, can I bring some friends? And they're like, yeah, you can bring fire team. I'm like, all right. So I got to figure out who's the other four assholes that I'm going to take on this wild adventure into Wherever they're going to take us, I had no idea what Poland. So I grabbed four heavy hitter barrel chested freedom fighters, and uh, we're waiting outside a post in our ACUs, which is the worst camouflage pattern ever made. And uh, <laughs> I think my grandma had that on her couch. Yeah, like as long as the enemy had terrain that was comprised of her grandma's couch, you'd be fine, or if it was pitch black. Yeah, not even snow could help that fucking camouflage pattern, but I digress. So we're waiting out there. Um, the lieutenant shows up. He's like, all right, get in the back. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So we get in the back of their version of a Humvee, some Warsaw Pack 1944 fucking era bullshit. Um, but the suspension was amazing. Um, didn't feel a bump. He's like, hey, we're going to go back to my country. And I'm like, okay, so I'm an American. I'm not really good with geography. I don't know how far Ukraine is from Poland. So we're on this three-hour trek to 
cross into Poland to go drink at their base. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I mean, fuck it. We'll do it live, I guess. I mean, go hard or go home, as Walt said. Um, and being the ranger that I am, I'm like, you know what? I was I was always brought up to the army, do what your career can handle. And I didn't care about my career. And I was like, fuck it, let's go drink in Poland. <laughs> so we get up to the checkpoint because there was a checkpoint with armed guards with live ammunition <laughs> that even suspected their own troops, which, you know, brought their level up a notch. I was like, you guys must party really fucking hard. <laughs> And they're like, hey, get under this wool blanket. And it was a U.S. GI wool blanket. Straight <laughs> up said that. The this U.S. Party, right in the middle of it, like you get in basic. So I'm like, all right, so uh, if anybody bring body armor? Negative, sir. And I'm like, all right, cool. We'll all die together. <laughs> Put the wool blanket over us. For some reason we, well, <laughs> by the grace of God, we sneak in. But who's going to, really, who's going to question these guys? It'd be like a bunch of SF dudes showing up to like Fort Bliss, you know, with the, the grizzly beard, the ball cap. And then they got to, you know, they show their ID cards like E6. And they're like, all right, cool, guys. Uh, welcome to Fort Bliss. You know, so we went over there. We went to their little personal Grom bar that they had. And these guys would bring in hookers. Like they brought in entertainment. I don't know if they were hookers. I don't, I don't want to like speculate, but. Like a bunch of girls come in. Like, like, hey, oh, Stabby's looking at him. Pick whatever girl you want. Like at the time, I was I'm like, no, I'm I'm married. I do, I'm just here to drink and, and party with you guys. They're like filing your nails. He's like, she's on the other side of the world. It's okay. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not because I don't want to get shot. So we we drink until about 4 a.m. We go back across Poland because they don't check you on the outbound. And uh, so we get back to post and they're like, all right, cool. Meet you in an hour from PT. And I'm like, fuck, God, I hate this country. <laughs> so I go in, I check in with my, uh, with my commander. I'm like, Hey, sir, I'm back. I'm done with the, uh, you know, goodwill mission to Poland. They're like, all right, cool. We got <laughs> I'm like, sir, uh, the, the Grom invited me to do, PT with them and he's like oh okay that's cool man we'll we'll keep the camaraderie going so I go out there with my four little who is that I brought with me and they're like all right cool man five mile run today and I'm like why <laughs> why we've been drinking for like six hours bro he's like no no you puke slug some water we got we got fallout truck well technically it's vodka truck <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? And no shit, it was a vodka truck. They had bottles of vodka. They're like, oh, you, you, oh, okay, yeah, here, have these. You know, you have a shot of vodka and you keep fucking running. So for this five mile run, I puked like 20 times. Like there was nothing left. I lost 15 pounds of not only water weight, but whatever was in my stomach over the last 48 hours, gone all over the streets of Ukraine. You know, and these guys are having a good, they're fucking singing songs about it. <laughs> I mean, it was in Polish. I had to assume that it was about drinking and throwing up and hookers. <laughs> had no clue. But, you know, I, I made the run. I didn't go in the fallout truck because I was like, fuck this. We're the, we're the Americans, U.S. Army. Uh, hoo, 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 hoo. Rangers lead the way. And it was just my pure <laughs> ignorance 
She had a murder face. She always has murder face. I didn't. Uh, wait, you're not gonna. Can you murder me tomorrow? I don't want to be. I don't want to be that first dude to die on Veterans Day. Okay, so in all fairness, guys, it's. I didn't fun. touch the hooker. You're a liar. It's really fun to sit here and give him shit. But if you guys know me, you know I like the girls too. So he's good. Okay, sharing is caring, I guess. All right. So end of the story is I get back to we get back to Poe. It was the worst run ever. And this even counts the Panama drunk fun run that I did with the Ranger Regiment, where we had a six hour kegger, then went for a five mile run in the humidity. <laughs> um, yeah. but Jesus, that's I had never been smuggled into another country, especially one that I had never been to before. And one that was kind of scary because it's Eastern Bloc and they have a reputation for shooting a dude. <laughs> so. Fair, fair. Um, but yeah, that, that's my smuggling country story and, uh, good luck everybody else. Yes. No run is fun. I agree. They call no them that. Just I, I loved what, what did they used to call those? Um, motivational runs, fun runs. No, where they, where they would cancel it. Uh, zoinks. Yes. The zoink. And the only thing you had to worry about was the Sergeant Major and he was like a 32-year-old man that looked like he was 53 and his knees hurt. <laughs> the old ones you got to watch out for. So, Bear, do you have a no-shit there I was? So, I guess, I don't know that I can uh, top invading I, I, Poland with the Grom, but uh, I'm the funniest thing... killed tonight, just to let everybody know. The Grom's probably watching, like, how dare he share our secrets? We have to kill him now. I like Nick. He was a good dude. <laughs> so the, the funniest one that i still laugh about when i think about is we did before i deployed the second time we did there's um fort Dix had a fake fob and we were training for desert warfare in new jersey in december <laughs> where there was snow as you do so we're all wearing our summer weight equipment crawling around low crawling in firefight fake firefights obviously with, with blank fire adapters how, how we quick were you heat cat yeah <laughs> So, so we're there, and when we get to the fob, they have, like, uh, op four, like, a trying to fake attack us. So whoever's on guard has to actually pay attention, when mostly they just want to make sure their dick doesn't fall off because it comes an icicle. And uh, you were supposed to wear uh, your flak jacket, boots, and utes to go to the, to the like, every time you leave your tent, you better have your your, your rifle. They, your they slit your throat, bro. They, they don't do cement shoes. They slit throats. <laughs> yeah. So, so I remember I was on guard duty, and because of that, somebody had woken up in the middle of the night. They didn't want to get dressed, so they're literally just wearing their combat boots, pink heart boxers, and their webbing and their helmet as they're shuffling out to the porta potty. I think I died like laughing at least twice. It's the funniest shit I'd ever seen. Honestly, it was the cold. Everything smaller in the cold. Uh, but yeah, that was that was one of the funniest things I ever saw on guard duty that I can talk about on family TV. <laughs> um, hey, they uh, what so the the unit I was with was stationed at a camp air of John Kuwait, and then we escorted convoys all over. So I think I saw my tent there like five times. And one of the times we were there, the roads went black, so they were considered unsafe to drive. So we were stuck on the base for like two days. And they literally put us on what we called roving sex patrol because general rule one alpha was no fraternization, uh, even if it was your wife. And so we literally were catching people doing. Nasty things in nasty places, and we'll leave it at that. You saw, oh, I can't even read that. You, Yugoslavs were as bad as the Polish with their Slovatsky back in 85. Okay, that is I don't even know. know what that means. 
I don't either, but I'm hoping Walt can enlighten us. Then how do you hide a body? Uh, Nathan asked, how do you how do you hide a body? According to my wife, pig farms. Yes, I saw that on TV once. They don't lie on yeah, TV. Pig farms. And, and the other one was we had this little guy from Boston with like a huge Napoleon complex, and we were. I'm not allowed a, to answer that question. We were doing a resupply run to Biop, which is Baghdad International Airport, and they had this really sweet. Uh, canteen whatever little class six where we could whatever i can't remember the, the px basically where they had stuff we couldn't get at some of the other bases so we were picking up for friends doing supply runs off the books uh and as we're walking out because you know there was the whole fire team and uh this little guy from boston whitey runs into this big guy and decides he's going to start a fight with him because you bumped into me like clearly it went the other direction and so we, we kept trying to talk him back and it ends up being the guy that he's in is wearing this, like the, the Ranger panties, whatever the Navy SEAL version is, like the like the tan khaki crap they wear. Dive shorts, I think they call them. Um, and, so, and we kept trying to get him to stop. But, you know, once the fight, once he started the fight, it's like, well, fuck, we got to go. Right. Because, you know, if you're the only guy in your unit that when everyone's getting in a fight that doesn't have bruises, unless you're Jackie freaking Chan, like you got problems because you didn't join in. So we had the one injured guy stack rifles and hold them. And then we got into a fight. Like, so there's what, eight of us and four of them Navy SEALs. So the odds were in their favor. And it was embarrassingly embarrassing. Uh, the cool thing. Embarrassingly was, embarrassing? Yeah, it was it was bad. I'm just trying to, to keep it family friendly-ish. He's a writer, uh, ladies and gentlemen. He's a writer. Yeah. They, they beat the crap out of us. We'll yeah. leave it at that. But. I did, I did break one nose, so that counts, even though I got my ass kicked. And they took us on their fob, and they let us play with some of their cool toys. So okay. they were impressed that we, we gave them to address. Were those the same tool, cool toys they would have offered me, or actually, like, uh, they upgraded cool. some of our equipment. They, they upgraded some of our equipment. The Humvees we had got better engines that I didn't have access to. And, of course, as – Supply does. As soon as I got to the rear to swap out for the next mission, they confiscated all the cool shit and gave us more rundown stuff. So it, that didn't work. Uh, but yeah, like so they with a bunch of hoopty sixes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was it was definitely an interesting experience. And then the reason they invited us is because we got stopped by some officer that wanted to ruin our fun, and he asked what we were doing, expecting us to like rat on the seals. And I was like, uh, uh exercising. No, you're you're teaching us combatives. You don't do that. You don't rat on the seals. Nathan said, "Pig farms. Look up the Picton serial killer. Honey, you had something so, to say about that? We have actually looked into that case before. But as for pig farms, um, in Las Vegas, there was a actual uh, like a famous pig farm. It was out of the way. It actually recently got moved because the county decided to put their nose where it didn't belong. But um, it was a mandatory field trip when we were in elementary school." So imagine being five, six years old, going on this field trip to a pig farm and having them tell you that the pigs will eat anything, including the bones. Nathan, add me on Facebook, Nick Garber. You'll, you'll see my ugly mug. So yeah, the five years old and they're telling you, yeah, the pigs will eat the bones too of anything of anything and we just kind of sat there like hmm. well it's vegas well i mean we're we're a bunch of italian kids so we're just like hmm so how did i walk down the aisle to marry this one with a stuffed pig in her with a pig in my hands instead of a bouquet 
My whole That's family funny. thought it was a cop joke. And then, <laughs> you know, I explained, till death do us part. But yes, famous <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I'm not getting remarried. That's really dark, Miss Daddy. I, I didn't know I about that red flag. I did it. Yeah, you don't wrote in. Red flags be damned. <laughs> Yolo or Carpe so did, I really think that Rangers think red flags are just target signs. Yolo, so, so Walt, did you invade Poland? No. Nope, the countries I invaded. Nope. <laughs> well, I mean, that was the fun story. I can't tell you about the bad stories of the countries I invaded like Walt can. That shit's horrific. You all have nightmares. Yeah. No, and- no, no. This is supposed to be a fun yeah. podcast where we talk you. about fun stuff. Yeah, like, I almost got kidnapped in Vegas or like the time when I freaked out the lieutenant. If I was to name that story, it would be Harry Potter and the Drunken Incursion in Poland. That would be the story. Or Nick Garber and the audacity of this motherfucker. That works. What did I say? Audacity. Audacity. Audacity? Okay, I pre-gamed a little too much for this virus in the chat. It's okay. We're (laughs) going to actually know how to play tonight, so. Yeah. How did you get into well, dog handling in the army? I celebrated the Marine Corps birthday yesterday, and I took a little Why did you celebrate the Marine Corps birthday? Because... Every crayon eater eventually ends up in the cow guard. And that was like the majority of my soldiers. <laughs> there were former crayon eaters that I had to retrain to speak Hua, you know, and with the, <laughs> teach you that in RASP or RIP when I went through. They teach you how to tra- how to communicate with Marines. So you show up with the 24 box of assorted crayons. And you say Rah, a lot, and you offer him a crayon, and that's how you do it. It's, I, I felt like, uh, who's the chick that Gorillas in the Mist? What's her name? You don't know? Diane Goodall. There you go. Diane Goodall. That's how I felt. I felt like Dan, Diane Goodall communicating with the fucking gorillas. Well, hey, when I joined the podcast back when we were sci fi uh, sci-fi shenanigans, we had, well, you're definitely shenanigans, that's for sure. Uh, we had Christopher Winder on, and poor Christopher, I I had an organic, it was shaped like an egg, and I don't even know why it was shaped like an egg, but it was because it was, but it was an organic crayon, and I posted it, and I went, look, I got a welcome present, and about half our listeners thought that we were getting rid of him. Well, oh Chris was too God. nice for us. We and that's get, when Chris to, realized I was going to be mean. I'm feeling Walt's judgment right now through the screen. Walt, Walt does give us the judging eye a lot, Nick. He uh, never gives I'm me the judging eye. years, he's like, "Goddamn, Ranger, what are you doing?" See, see, he's even like shaking his head. He's like, "No, I don't judge her." We've told everyone, Walt, how you gave uh, Nick and I the business when we did the drunk episode. Oh my god. <laughs> That thing was unlistenable. No, it was awesome, and I refuse. Actually, it was unlistenable. You're right. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I can't hear anything. All I hear is, no, you're done. Wait, no. no. Like was... the Dick Cole episode. We were we guys waited were two hours up. late. No, no, that's Nick's fault. I blame Nick. As much as I love Nick, I blame he Nick. He was two hours late. 
he was two hours late and we and he was in. driving a car throughout it all yeah oh great but what i love about this episode is the fact that you two got in trouble no, and i hear no. nothing from no, it's, it's because you don't mess with doc <laughs> We, we we decided in our infinite wisdom of um, whiskey brain that fuck it, we'll do it live was sort of what we said when Nick's like, no, oh, no, that's, no, no, that's what Nick said. And we are in no condition to do this. And we're like, hey, we're getting ready to shut it down. Then fucking out of nowhere, Nick shows up. He's like, hey, I'm here. And we're like, fuck it, let's do it live. <laughs> that So that was 100% Nick's fault for being two hours late to his own podcast. Absolutely. We're going to stick with that story. Nick Cole, the, the writer of Galaxy's Edge. Okay. Not the other yes. Thing. He lived on the Um I've given him multiple invites to the, okay, to, a, to a real fireside chat in Imperial Beach. Those are really fun because you tell stories about the Rangerettes and the rose bushes. But Who, I, Who's wearing that, a Rangerette t-shirt right now? I earned it. I'm your fucking wife. They don't have to put <laughs> No, but <laughs> that was the best thing I've ever heard. That's awesome. Damn! My shirt does say white. There's no time zones. We were both on the West Coast. Me and Nick were on the same coast. There was no time zones. It was ridiculous. I mean, at least we were cheerfully drunk that time. It didn't get weepy or anything weird. So I, I'd give Nick more shit, but like he uh me and him are like practically the same person. He's just a little bit older and was a chaplain. Assistant. Assistant. Yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he wasn't a chaplain. No, not. Uh, no, I've read his books. Forgotten Ruin. <laughs> the chaplain winner wrote that book. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Walt, how did you get into, into handling dogs when you were in the uh, in the army? He was friends with me. <laughs> it's true. We're not talking about his girlfriends. We're talking about the, the mutts. No, we're talking about oh, Nick. Cool. Nick is a dog. I am his favorite girlfriend, I'll have you know. You're his favorite dog. Okay, we'll go with that. Or both. Well, save us from ourselves. Whiskey hurts um, when it comes to the nose, baby. You can't say shit like that. Well, in all fairness, you bought me the shirt, so. That's true. A true rangerette would have, like, ordered it for herself. This was a surprise from him. Ordered her ranger panties, too. Welcome to the family. Now, Walt, about those dogs. <laughs> Quick, hurry, save us. I, I don't think I'm going to get a word. Dogs, in. Walt, dogs, please. Walt, the <laughs> it, it was it was actually pretty innocent. It was like, uh, uh, yeah, I used to work for this guy that um, he, he was he was almost like a religious icon amongst the unit because he just had like all these crazy sayings. And, and like we used to we used to quote him um, all the time and call it and call the quotes the book of joe uh and he just walks up one day me and uh the guy i worked with he's like you like dogs i'm like uh i don't know i've never had one he goes you look like you like dogs and then he walked away and i'm like is that bad and dougie my friend from new jersey he goes oh yeah bro that's not good well something's going we're either going to end up in a fucking kennel or, or something shit I'm like, I, I don't know what that was about. We went about our day. A couple days later, he comes up. He goes, hey, you, you, you're on a plane to Texas. I'm like, what? Wait, wait, what did we do? He goes, oh, nothing, nothing. You're going for training. We're like, we're in the middle of a deployment. He's like, yeah, 
I know. And he just walked away. <laughs> that's how I got into it. So that's we showed awesome. up. We were the only two army guys there. That was fun. Whole Strange Air Force Base. Land. Yep. It was it was weird. Now this is when you were still a spicy boy, right? That, that was uh, back when I was with, uh, uh, right before Revere had the ride and we had the pointy hats. Oh, yeah. Well, shit, yeah. I mean, I was right there in the War, War of 1812 as, as far as hosts. I was further okay. back. I was further yeah, back. You, you, you yeah, were, you were the dad of it. Yeah, Walt Bendover. Yep, that, that was it. And he would do shit like that. He'd walk up and go. You know, he he'd, he'd walk up to you and 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 you'd just be like, you know, doing your own thing and whatever. And he he would either say something very inspirational or something so freaking vague, you just knew it was it was gonna go bad. You know, um, especially when we uh, when we would get new guys into the unit, and uh, he he would come up and go, "Hey, you have plans this weekend?" We'd be like, uh, "I uh, well, I hadn't really thought that far ahead." He goes. Yeah, you probably don't have plans. And he'd walk away. And I'm like, oh, God, we got a new guy coming in. You know, because what, what they like to do was. Um, no, you just volunteered for staff duty, bro. No, no. Um, <laughs> we, did, we didn't do staff duty. Um, but uh, they, had, uh, they had these dudes, you know, like would come in after getting done with selection. And they'd jump us on a, on a helicopter or if uh, they had some somebody like driving way out. And he'd have us going 80 clicks out and we'd walk back. And the whole time we were walking back, he was like kind of using the walk as like how to teach land nav, how to, you know, teach basic soldiering skills, how to care for your equipment. So it was like a big, huge, you know, kind of like, this is how, this is how you soldier experience, you know, except for the rest of us who had already been through it, you know, multiple times with multiple new guys. And we're just like, we don't want to walk anymore. It sucks. Look at 80 clicks sucks. Yep. 80 clicks, 50 miles up and down, uh, you know, that, those, that hilly section of Georgia. And you're just like, uh, you're just like everybody else is out drinking. This is stupid, you know? And it was, and you know, the rest of us would, you know, okay, just so kind of do our, it. Our dear listeners who don't really know what Walt's talking about. He's most likely, and I'm guessing, of course, but based on what he's described, is the Tennessee Valley Divide, also known as the TVD. It sucks. No sane human being wants to walk that shit. No. Ever. So, but yeah, it was, sucks too. it was interesting. But yeah, Joe, Joe was like one of those like like religious dudes that just like you know like you felt like you were in the presence of greatness, even though like he was, he was about my height. He was built like a whiskey barrel. Um, he, uh, he was very soft spoken. Um, you know, he, he was just one of those guys that was just like, you know, uh, if you, you felt like you had, you hooked into something great when you worked with him, but like, God damn, if he wasn't like all sorts of crazy. Um, but yeah, so and like the book of Joe was <laughs> was awesome because so like he would what say did I call it the the book of Jovelations. No, I don't think he called it the book of Jovelations, and I don't think we did either because he, he probably would have slapped us. Uh, it back should be it should be the book of Jovelations. So like uh, you know like rule number one was don't get caught. 
rule yep. number two was with the, if you get caught, kill everything in sight until you're not caught anymore. <laughs> uh, rule number three. Um, rule number two doesn't always work in big groups. Instead, convince them that you're dead so that you're not caught and then show up two years later uh, and knife them when they're waiting for line in line with uh, for burritos. So. Yes, teach that to be a rip instructor. I, I, I guarantee it. What's that? They teach that phrase, that that whole set of rules to rip instructors to teach. Oh my young. god, he was hysterical. Like like, you know, you just you, he would just say shit that you would just you would just start dying laughing about, and and you know it would it would be so like off the cuff and so deadpan, you know. Um, like British just, humor, almost. Oh my god. And with know, this great uh, face, it was amazing how they did that. And, you know, you got the, um, we were standing in line one day. Uh, we were um, outside the medical barracks uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. We're standing in, a, uh, in front of the medical barracks to eat at their chow hall because they had the better chow hall. And uh, he was like, he was like, you know, just guys, they're going to say some stupid shit. Just let them say stupid shit and don't even, don't even worry about it. So, you know, we're standing out there and this, and of course we're being loud. So this one medic sticks his head out and he's like, Hey, we have sick people here. Calm down. And he slams the window. <laughs> Joe is like, look, don't react to it. Just hang out. Right. So he's sitting there and, you know, he, he opens the window a few minutes later. He's like, Hey, I said, there's sick people here and we're trying to, we're trying to run sick call hours. So shut the fuck up. And he slams the window. So Joe, once again, is just, you know, like, hey, don't, it, it's fine. So the third time he opens the window, he says, hey, I got a song for you fuckers. He's like, I don't go out with girls anymore. I live a life of danger. I sit in the woods and play with myself. Ooh, I'm a ranger. And he slams the window. So we're like, did that just fucking happen? And Joe looks at me and goes, 12 motivated, hard-charging killers in my midst. Not a one of you fucking moving. I was the first dude at that window. We scrambled in there. We pulled that dude out of the building, and then we duct taped him five, five, six feet up onto a flagpole. Upside so, down? No, no, right side up. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I always thrown in my uh, my Viking child with upside down. Yeah. So he, yeah, that was to a flagpole upside down one day. Do it. Yeah. Huge amount really goes. I, I used to pick him up when he was little, when he was annoying, and, and ring him like a bell, like this. And go ding dong. Not too hard, I hope. How old is he now? He's nine. Okay. He's at the right age now to where you can sign him up for jujitsu and you walk over to the instructor and you say, Look, he's been giving me shit. I want you to suplex him. I'm doing that with your slips on right now, actually. Yeah, you know how many parents I have come up to me and go, excuse me, sensei, and it's like, no, don't call me that. What, what's up? Listen, he's being a little shit at home. Can you, I don't know, um, just his attitude? And I'm like, so are you asking me to provide positive motivation to the young man who probably has an excess of uh, energy and allow him to direct that energy in a positive direction, or do you want me to fist fuck him? He goes, <laughs> um, 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 I'm like, yeah, like right through the teeth? Like, no. you want me to... Well, I, I, I need you to take that fist, Walt, and I need you to shove it right up his asshole. So that you know, the parents, oh, guys, guys, guys. Uh, yeah, he said so parents, fist fuck. How was? How did? I, what? What did I say that was more offensive than fist fuck? So the you know the parents would look at you and be like, "Look, listen, just, uh, I don't know. Is there something you, you like can do better? With that? 
and it's like it's like look you know um <laughs> unleash krakenwald it's like look ma'am um you know if you're not able to control your son at home then that, that you know the, we're controlling him here just fine if you're not able to control him at home that needs to start with you at home where we, we can't come to your house and, and raise your children California she's like not permit me to suplex my child outside of an organized sports <laughs> <laughs> otherwise i would throw him out the window the yeah. illustration of uh ranger nick's offspring all right oh, i brought a marine to the mix is that cool say hi jason yeah, we love I marines mean, I mean, okay. we do but nick do you have any crowns left no i never have crayons here we're fucking army here <laughs> I thought you had some. I had the order crayons from uh, Walmart real quick. What am I doing with this? <laughs> so, 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 did you get any uh, cool experiences in your army time there, Doc? We've all talked. Tell us a story. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I have the I okay. I have a kidnapped in almost kidnapped in Vegas story, and a uh, and a driving on the CTA story. In my POV. I don't care. Whichever one you think is funnier. Entertain us. I think they're both pretty fucking funny. One's short, well, one's longer. We'll start with the short one. Well, no, that could be taken wrong. Whatever, pick. I know one before. Okay, well, we're going to go with it. 20 books to 50K is going on. So I was thinking about it this the other day. And uh, the last time I went to Vegas, I almost got kidnapped. First Are we of all, talking like white slavery kidnapped, like friendly kidnapped? This guy wanted to take me and make me his wife. Was he a rich and guy? Was he cute? Was he ugly? What are we talking? I don't know. <laughs> First of all, you have to understand I had like a yard of amaretto sour with me. And it's hanging around my neck. It's broad oh, daylight. Man. And I'm sitting there and I keep holding it to my side and my friend is yelling fussing at me just let it hang and i'm like i can't walk with this between my legs don't know how guys do this if i had a nickel for every time i heard that <laughs> he'd have a nickel he'd have a nickel he'd probably it's, be air wing <laughs> but so she's sitting there and she's going oh my god i'm going to kill you smalls and i'm like well, i haven't heard that one before but i'm in a very happy place being drunk in Vegas, chilling it with my friend, and um, this guy. Staying. What? In Vegas? Where were you staying? I don't fucking remember. I didn't plan that part of the trip. Good girl. <laughs> so, and I'm and I'm on there. It's an army trip because I'm with Boss. Better opportunities for single soldiers. Oh my god, that program's old. You're dating yourself, Doc. It just never went away. Is oh, that good for a sexual predator like Siska? It's like Tinder It's worse than Tinder. It's plenty of fish for soldiers. Plenty of fish. Jesus. Yeah, the bottom of the barrel, right there. So, be nicer. You don't get any K cups. <laughs> Uh, uh, so I don't know how to respond to that. Have we ever gotten K cup picks from K cups? No. Uh, this is family friendly show, Doc. Back on story. How no. are we almost kids? Okay, so we love this guy. I'm walking down, and honestly, all I remember is that he was 
a foreign national from Africa and was dressed accordingly. And uh, he looks at me and he goes, oh, you're pretty. I want to take you home and marry you. And I'm sitting there and I'm drinking. And I'm just going, mm. and I'm like, no, thank you. And I keep going. Just walking down the strip. I've answered and I've told him no. Yeah, he had another idea. He pick, comes back and he grabs me by the shoulders and turns me in the opposite direction I'd been going in and starts walking off with me. And I go, Colleen, what's happening? Why am I going the wrong way? So my friend Colleen, being the unabashed civilian that she is and wonderful, she turns around and starts hitting him and screaming at him. That he's kidnapping an American soldier and he needed to fucking let me go because I said no. And he starts screaming for the cops. And there's two cops on the corner watching this. And I'm just sitting there kind of just, I'm holding my big yard of alcohol and just drinking out of my straw. like. <laughs> and I'm like, and he goes, and he starts calling for the cops and she goes, she's a fucking U.S. soldier, you idiot. You're trying to kidnap her. She said no. And, and like, as soon as they heard the words U.S. soldiers, you, one of the cops literally held up his hands and took two steps back. <laughs> they were looked at the guy and they were like, you're on your own. And um, so eventually he decided to leave me alone. But yeah, no, he, he was all game for like taking me away. And he didn't do it. I wasn't We're, trying to do it. Get... We're glad you didn't get kidnapped. And whoever Facebook user is, we are sorry that uh, you didn't get notified. Uh, we'll blame Canada. Why not? They're here. Well, no, no, we're blaming Nicole and Jason Asbach. <laughs> <laughs> How did you say it? Asbach? That's it now. We'll, we'll ride with that. What do you think, Walt? I, I said Spock. On Spock. On Spock. On Spock? You guys it's heard that? Works. No, that's not right. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. No, it's Maybe Aspock. A little bit. The Marine agreed. Oh, if you so want to apologize, you can donate to Mission 22 through the GE website. They would greatly appreciate it. I'm going to get so fired from this podcast right now. <laughs> it could be worse. Yeah. I uh, could not be a part of the podcast. I'm, I'm still getting fired. We're just dock your pay. It's okay. <laughs> All right. So 45 and 45, three weeks extra duty. Call it good. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Or We'll just do some uh, non-judicial punishment here. That's what the Marines call it. We just call it UCM and J in JP. Well, I thought we called it corrective training. I mean, I mean, growing up, my mom just called it building my character. I have for the hitman. I got in trouble a lot. We we just brings God to him. Can't do that. That, that's your lesson for getting caught. That's what that is. It's teaching you not get caught next time. Sent to Nick Garber Designs at gmail.com. No, you're not supposed to give real email addresses when you do that. <laughs> like that's podcasting one on one, bro. I need the contact. Send me the hate mail. <laughs> he needs any contact that people are willing to give him. Of course, the Marines right out the gate with send dick pics to my. Gym. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly just send. 
Oorah and happy birthday, asshole. Veiny dick pics. <laughs> and spank. Oh, that's even better. Ask, no, ask spank. <laughs> so, Walt, are you considering drinking or Sepacube? It's definitely a possibility. Drinks about... Walt's about to block me on Facebook, and that's so. So Walt is, uh, if you don't know, in addition to being like a sword stabby person and a karate whatever person, he also writes the words. So when are you going to write the book of Joe for us? Um, Jubilations. Jubilations. Why would I write it when Nick Cole is writing it right now? Oh well, why would you? It's not Walt Robillard's uh, book of Joe. No, it's not. It's 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 for Forgotten Ruin. Okay, so we've had Forgotten Ruin. We've had, uh, what's the second book? Hit and... Hit and Fade. Hit and Fade. I'm sorry, I wanted to say Hit and Run so bad because that's what I know and I'm stupid. Dumb, Dumb Ranger. Dumb Ranger. Third book is titled... Um, oh, crap. <laughs> you, you just shared it with me. Not to put you on the spot. Uh, it's, it, I, I always reference that book as Objective Lizard King. Because that's the uh, it's a it's a, a violence of action. There it is. Violence of action. Okay, so he's going with the uh, fundamentals of a raid. Got it. Um, for you non-infantry types, I disgust you. Oh, I was immediately disgusted. Me. Leg lives oh, matter. Doors had nothing to do with that. He talked about the lizard king. Everybody talked about the lizard king. So did fucking uh, what's his name? Um, uh, he was on the office. Wow. Uh, something Spade. No, David not Spade? no, not David Spade. You're an idiot. Michael Spade. No. Oh my God. He was Richard in Sixteen Spade. Candles. Someone help me out. I, I don't know that we are qualified to provide the kind of help you Nick might Nick. need right now, Nick. Conversations with a Marine, Part One. <laughs> Fuck him. Anyway, I mean, uh, they're Marines. Yeah. They might like it. It's. I'm, I'm disappointed. This shit also Facebook <laughs> me. It's Sparky, not Facebook user. <laughs> I like Sparky. Sparky's good people. Using the best bands. I'm, hey JR, look at the uh, look at the screen share below. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Let me hide no, this banner. No, the times do not fucking matter. I didn't even put that one up, so this one I'm gonna blame. <laughs> there we go. Saska's trying to get me in trouble putting all these banners up. On leg day. Leg day is the only time where legs' lives matter. There you go. JR, now you got to do leg day. I know it's scary. I'll hold your hand. It'll be fine. Will you whisper quietly and get softly into his ear? And I won't take a picture and send it to you with the amount of weight that I'm squatting. I don't want to put you down. I don't want you to make you feel less. Everything you do is good. Just keep it. So, so do you want to let your mysterious guest, the uh, the gyrene, speak at all? You gonna talk? Jason, speak. What am I doing? Speaking. <laughs> well, you, you want you want to share any of your no shit? There I was uh, yeah, on the air wing. Yeah. Um, Jason, give me a quick rundown of your time in service, what you've done, and the cool guy picks that you got with presidents. Uh, I didn't really do anything. Uh, my time in service was from after I graduated high school in '96. Until August 19th of 2001. Before the war. Yeah. So all my time was during uh, peacetime. And, and what important piece of aircraft did you work on? Well, that, that was my time with the Marines. And then after I, I was up in New York with BP, I joined um, 
Nobody cares about BP shit. We're no. talking about military. No, service. no, I joined the <laughs> army. Army. Oh, reserves. the army net, the reserves, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but what important important piece of machinery did you work on that is closely related to the president was, of the United uh, States? I was stationed with HMX One, which is. Uh, he worked on Marine One because yeah. he's taken fucking forever, like a Marine does. <laughs> Well, it's a presidential flight detachment, so uh, everybody knows Air Force One, the big yeah, yeah, Air Force. yeah. I know what Marine One is. Uh, okay, so yeah, it's it's yeah, because we're not all I fucking usually, retarded. Well, I usually tell if you're people, not a Ringo fan, if you're a Ringo you're fan, you can't not know what Marine One is. Well, I usually tell people, have you, uh, and he reads too for Marine. He reads at a third grade talk. level. I, I don't know how to read. Um, no, he lies. I usually tell people like, have you ever seen the movie um, Independence Day? And in Independence Day, there's a scene where the, heli yeah. the helicopter's pulling off. And it gets blown up. And right? it gets blown up. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's what I worked on. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So Jason's a good buddy of mine. I work with uh, Department of Homeland Security. Uh, I don't. How do I not insult you? You're, no, you're go ahead. Marine, former come. Marine. I know I'm not, not saying that's Marine, right? Rain down Did on anybody me. know the proper terminology? Anybody in the comment section? No, anybody he here know? We need his no, story. I, his, I, his, I his hold tell, my beer story. No. Oh, yeah. We need to hold his beer no, story. No, I, I, usually, uh, I usually tell people that I was active duty. He, he's shy. But what presents did you take pictures with? Yeah, because uh, you've shown them to me. And they're so really cool. the last time Bill Clinton went to uh, Camp David, that was a detail that I pulled. And I got a I got a picture with uh, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and the first family. Oh. But the best part of that trip was when we fed chocolate cookies to the dog, and then the dog was shitting its brains out for. That was Hillary's dog. Yeah, that was. Oh, like, that's awesome! So you got a picture with Satan. <laughs> yeah, we had. A, and you so, fed her hellhound. So shit. So back then it was a thirty-five millimeter like insta insta cameras. Yeah, 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 yeah. You took to the. And, uh, yeah, so I was an avionics technician, and I had to keep track of all the encryption. So I had a safe. And, uh, Did no, you scoop up some of the dog shit? No, but I took that camera that somebody wasn't supposed to bring with them, and I threw it in my safe after we took all those pictures. Because nobody else could touch it. Because right? nobody else could touch That's it. That's awesome. It was fun. Okay, so we got Secret Squirrel on probation. <laughs> that's awesome. That, and like, then, um, to be honest, that's probably favorite, the coolest Marine story I've ever story. heard. And then by the time I left, uh, that is his hold my beer story, please. No, I don't have any hold my beer stories. And then by the time I left, are you kidding? That is the hold my beer my story. Uh, I mean, God dang. Bush was in office. Oh, my daddy W. When I had my grip and grin. Uh, when okay, so for the listeners at home, a rip and grin is a photo shoot where you give a handshake, you grin, they so, rip uh, the shot, and then. They shove you off like the uh, cannon fodder that you are. No, he was a cool guy though. He uh, Bush was a cool guy. Clinton, uh, not so much, and especially Hillary Clinton was it's not a political show. He's just yeah, not, yeah. But uh, Bush was a cool cat, man. Um, the guy in front of me, uh, he stepped out and uh, shook his hand, and like immediately, just instant jarhead. Is like, get the fuck out of the way type shit going on so my buddy immediately started walking out of the room and uh bush was like hey so what's going on what do you what do you got going on after the marines and my buddy is like still trying to walk out the door <laughs> like, i don't care what the commander in chief says i'm trying to get out of the shop <laughs> all right so uh, here's where jr we're, we're trying to wrangle in the interview i'm gonna i'm gonna mute my camera my 
Okay, guys. So, so, so we've got to bring this puppy home because we've been at it for an hour and a half, and Walt has words to write and dogs to walk, and uh, I believe he's probably owes like at least a dozen books tomorrow to to Galaxy's Edge. They they work him like a rented mule. So uh, as we bring this puppy home again, mission twenty two, do the thing, donate the money, help uh, help a good cause, and uh, let me throw that back up there for you. And definitely, uh, so definitely look into it because it helps veterans that are suffering from PTSD like me to uh, make sure we uh, we stay in the fight. All right. And uh, Sam Point wants you to know he's had morning tea with His Royal Highness Prince Philip in the officer's mess at St. James Palace just because he was in the hall and braced at the time, uh, braced up with good morning, your grace. So those those weird Aussies, they do weird things. But thanks for sharing that with us, uh, Sam. But uh, all right, so Nick, before you mute yourself, how can listeners find you if they want to support your art? Uh, if you'd like to find me, you can find me at Nick Garber Art at, on Facebook, at Nick Garber Art on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to really super support me making comic books, you can go to www dot and um hopefully tonight didn't dissuade you from buying my books <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, as we bring this puppy home walt the writer of the words and the stabber of the things how can listeners find you hazardstudio.net outstanding all of this will be linked in the comment section doc do you have any cool websites you want to send people to uh why are you doing this to me all of a sudden? Uh, okay, she you is, she is the at the hub, if you know what I'm talking about, at DocSiska.com. And uh, you can also uh, find her on her spicy accounting page at DocSiska. All right. What the and she fuck also are you is talking the, about? He's drunk. Ignore him. She's also the president of the Pernis uh, Fantasy uh, Fan Club. Uh, so you can find her there. I'm not, that is not a thing. That is not a yes, thing. Yes, it is. It is not uh, a thing. I'm you know it up now. It's going to be a thing. Fine. You do the website. All right. She wants you to know pineapples do not belong on pizza. You can find me on my website, jrhandley.com. Easy peasy. I'm J.R. Handley everywhere. And you can find the show at, let me read where you can find us. Uh, our website is anchor.fm backslash blasters, tack and tack blades, anchor.fm backslash blasters, dash and dash blades. We're on the Twitter is at SF underscore fantasy underscore show uh, Sierra Foxtrot underscore fantasy underscore show. You can email us at blasters and blades podcast at gmail.com again, blasters and blades podcast at gmail.com. I promise we do answer those letters. Uh, you can find us our shenanigans on Facebook at facebook.com backslash groups backslash blasters and blades podcast again blasters and blades podcast you can support the show on a reoccurring basis on anchor.fm backslash blasters tech and tech blades or at buymeacoffee.com backslash author jr hanley buymeacoffee.com backslash author jr hanley be sure to put in the comment section that's for the podcast i will keep my co-host nick garber and doc saska duly intoxicated they will drink until their liver surrenders never surrender all right bring it home doc before Nick ruins so, it again. <clears throat> Thank you for some, spending some of your precious time with us. For Nick Garber, J.R. Hanley, and all the other veterans out there. Thank you for being, hopefully, wonderful citizens. Um, I'm Seska. This was a Blasters and Blades podcast. Join us next week where we'll actually talk fandom stuff, geek stuff. Don't forget to check out Mission 22, though, because that is actually super important because... You never know who is needing that help. And so 
do it to support veterans. If you want to say thank you to a veteran, supporting veteran causes that help promote veteran, better veteran wellness, and especially mental wellness, is the best way to do that. And you can so, reach out to me through the podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a listener and you are facing one of those causes problems, and you need somebody, feel free to reach out to us. We're vets; we do get it. So, on behalf of everybody here, thank you. Have a wonderful Veterans Day.